Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq, thanks for joining the In The Zone podcast. Um, let's start out with a little known secret about, about you. You have a full court in your house, yes. Miami Heat. And people don't know I played there once. Oh. And with you. The way I remember it, I was raining jumpers oh, no, all no, over the place. No, no. But how do you remember it? <laughs> I remember me crossing you up, laying it up, and looking at you. And you looked at me, and I, and I told you, I said, hey, all the coaches I played for was holding my game back. <laughs> <laughs> you did hit a three yeah. to win the game. I remember that. I well, if, if you, I mean, if you were coming up today, like as a young player coming up in the way they play today, how do you think your game would be different, or would it be different? Would you just play the way you played? I think I would have played the way that I played. Uh, when I came in, I had to to find a niche, and my niche was going to be strictly power. I was big, I was agile, I was strong, and the coaches I played for were kind of old school coaches, Matty Guka, so even though I had the ability to be like a Garnett or a Duncan, they were not going to let me do that. It was like, get to the post, get to the post, get to the post. And that's what I did. Every now and then, you know, when the game was kind of boring, I would get it and go coast to coast, make a nice pass or make a nice dunk. But uh, I think I would have, you know, I think I would have would have still entertained the crowd and, you know, shot a few, you know, just maybe shoot like one or two. Like, let's say we're up by 10 in the fourth quarter, some men left, and I step out and shoot a three. But pretty much I think my game, you know, would be the same. You know, the problem with today's game is the reason why it's watered down is everyone is doing the same thing. Everyone wants to shoot threes. Everybody wants to be Golden States. All the big guys want to be Dirk Nowitzki and Kevin Garnett. So I would have said, you know what? While you guys doing that, I'm going to master this. Does it frustrate you to see the big men not really, they don't really have great post play, things like that? It frustrates me, but then I said to myself, it's all my fault. We are all products of, of, of our environment. When I was growing up, father said, Bill Russell, Kareem and Will, watch these guys play. They were kind of too old school for me. It wasn't really watching them. And then, who's this cat from Georgetown, the ball head cat, Michael Graham, playing all mean, and, and Patrick Ewing, the guy throwing, those are the guys that I watch. Who's this guy in the Navy, disciplined, running a court like great, spin lob, David Robson? Who's this cat from Cycli, I mean, from, from Syracuse, white cat, Duncan, with his legs up, Ronnie Cycli? So that's what I watch growing up. And then when I got to college, you know, playing with Stan, played with the great Chris Jackson. Then when I came in the league, I had to face a lot of centers. A lot of guys were on their way out, but, you know, it was a, you know, pretty much a, a, a center on every team. Even like when you go to Portland and, and mess around with Big Duckworth, <laughs> you know, Big you know, big Duckworth, Big Country. And then when those guys start fading out, you know, what I did was just, you know, just dominate, 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 dominate. I think the guys that were watching were like, ah, I don't want to play like that, but I could play like Dirk. Mm -hmm. Seven-foot guy shooting jumpers. You know, we got a lot of European guys that have came over and, you know, just kind of, you know, changed the game a little bit. Can you picture how your great Laker teams would have done against Golden State the way they play now? We would have. I think we would have dominated them because, you know, all the teams I, I, I played for, what, what we possess is an old school mentality. Like, you can ask any of my guards, as D Fish, as GP, as Kobe, when a guard was, was, was messing us up, I tell them, send them baseline. 
Send them baseline one time. You you know, you know, you saw it. So a lot of these guys don't get touched. And I love Steph Curry and all that, but he would have to stay out there and beat up from the outside. Because every time he come and land, I, I just have to put him on his back. I don't really see that now. I see a lot of guys doing what they want to do. I don't know if they, they don't want to get fined or they don't want to get a foul, but, you know, no layups, especially in the playoffs. You know, Pat Riley used to just come in and yep. no layups. Yep. Phil Jackson, no layups. They killed us in the paint last year. So I would still have that old school mentality. So if a guy came in there, I just got to, you know, lay him down. And once I or twice. can't imagine Draymond covering you. Like, oh, that's never. How oh, stop <laughs> it. No, never. No, that ain't going to work against me. Yeah, yeah. And they can hack a shag and do all that. It ain't going to work. Now, I can't help but notice this ring. What, what year is that from? This is, this, is, uh, this is my Hall of Fame ring that I created oh, for myself. Oh, that's the Hall of Fame ring. Yes. Okay, that's not this is the one that I created for myself. Uh, the reason why I created one for myself is not the real Hall of Fame ring. I was programmed as a little child. Every trophy I get, I give it to my father. Since my father's no longer here, I dedicated a room in my house. When, when, he, when, he, uh, when, when he passed away, I went to his house and he shared. I got all my high school trophies, all my little league trophies. I dedicated a room in his house. So when I got the original Hall of Fame ring, I put it in, in the room, locked the door, and I had this one made for myself. And I said, I'm going to wear this one every day. So. Lakers got the three championships. Heat got the one championship. Hall of Fame, and that's my number, 34. How, how do you ever wear your other championship no, rings? I never wore them. I never wore them because I would get them, and I would give them to him. So I finally asked him. I said, uh, <clears throat> "Why you make me give you all my stuff when I was a youngster?" He said, "Because I never want you to be satisfied." So, and like you, you remember meeting him. So like I. I'd give it to him and he'd crack a smile. All right, let's go. Go get another one. I'll see you later. I know you're doing some movies that you, you, need, to, you need to start working out. Magic and them went back to back. Let's see if you can do a chump. So then I get the two. All right, that's cool, that's cool. Can you get three? Can you get three? And then, you know, they, when, when they, you know, traded me to Miami, I know you got one more. I know you got one more. Like, he just, he get them and, and and like I'd see him at the house and then when I come back the next time they they be gone and he was the type you don't you don't ask questions you don't say hey you know where's my stuff so I was yeah. like that meant to me that I just had to go get another one. Now you you got rings with you know three obviously with Kobe one with Dwayne Wade played with LeBron Steve Nash Penny Hardaway if you could go back and you had to pick one of those guys to play with everybody in their prime who would it be? I'd have to say Penny. Because Penny didn't have the, the chance to showcase himself like the other guys did. Those injuries haunted them. But Penny was, I think Penny was LeBron and Kobe before, before LeBron and Kobe. Because at times he played like LeBron, get everybody involved. And then at times he'd take over the game like Kobe. And, uh, you know, he was, he was one of my favorite guys to play with because from day one, he looked for me from day one. And, you know, I met him on the, on the movie set doing blue chips, and I, and I called, and, and I was testing out my piles. I was like, if y'all don't get this guy, you know, if y'all don't get this guy, at the end of the month, I'm going to be looking to do something else. And they traded C. Webb, and they got him. But I would, I, I, I would like to see him go a full career without getting hurt. They, the, when you were inducted into the Magic Hall of Fame, you said if you had it to do over again, you, you wish you had stayed in Orlando, because you, you had great years everywhere else, but I was surprised to hear that. Yeah, and sort of what Durant and uh, Westbrook is going through. 
Okay. It's not a real beef. I just think it's a lack of lack of communication. And that's what it was with you and Penny. That's all it was. So, I just felt at the time that when I was re renegotiating my contract, he wasn't there for me. Because you remember when he was renegotiating his, he sat out a few games yeah. and didn't come to training camp. Then I was the one that said, "Hey, bam, 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 boom, 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 give him his money." And then when it comes time for me to get, like, he wasn't around. So, you know, yeah. when you're young and, you know, they're throwing all this in your face and then the people in Orlando say, he's not worth 100. And then Jerry West in the middle of the night said, hey, I got 120 for you. I didn't call him either. So I kind of know what Westbrook is going through right now. I didn't call him either. And if I was a little older and more mature, you know, we could handle situations different. Even like with, with, with uh, uh, Kobe, like, you know, the way things panned out there, I think if we were a little bit older and mature, we could talk about things and, and, you know, just work things out. But when you're young and they throw a lot of money in your face, it's trials and tribulations. Where did it, where did the challenges for you and Kobe start? Did it start like right away or just over time? I, don't, I think people don't understand that the challenges that we had were all good challenges. I'm going to push you, and you're going to push me. I think it would be a better story if we didn't win any championships. We won three out of four. 75% yeah. every time we go to finals, we win 75% of the time. You know, I, I just think people wanted us to be lovey-dovey and this and that. But one of my favorite TV programs are the, are the uh, 30 for 30 shows and the Where Are They Now shows. Like, when I, I found out that, that when the Brady Bunch had beef, and you know, all these people had beef, I was like, it's normal. Yeah. When I found out that Paul McCartney and John Lennon had beef, it's all normal. But every time they stepped on that stage, they did what they had to do. So every time we stepped on the stage, we did what we had to do. But a lot, a lot of the stuff was perpetuated by me and the media, because you know I like talking to the media, yeah. all about marketing. But I just think at the end there, when they were trying to give him more than me, and, my ego, hey, I got three finals MVP, and now boom, 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 and then they just wanted wanted to do something different. Do you uh, keep in touch with Kobe at all now? No, I haven't talked to him in a while. Okay. I haven't talked to him in a while. Um, Phil Jackson, you mentioned earlier Michael Graham. Phil brought up Michael Graham and some of his criticism of Melo. Like, when you see Phil Jackson doing that, do you just say that's Phil, or that's are you like, like, what is he doing? No, that's what he does. And it, it becomes more sensitive now because we have way too many outlets, mm -hmm. media outlets that aren't even really media outlets. It just becomes yeah. more, more sensitive. You know, back in the day it was ESPN, TNT, and then part two was uh, NBA, uh, uh, ESPN, TNT, you got Fox, you got CNN, that's it. That's it. Now it's Bleacher Report and this and that and all these people, so the news just gets out. And, you know, Denzel Washington had a great, great, great little clip. Is too much information really good for us? What are we doing? So, but that's just Phil. He did it to Mike. Yeah. He did it to me. He did it to Kobe. That's what he does. And did, did it piss you off when he yeah. do it? Yeah. But, but he's doing it to motivate you? But I was taught to not to go in the office and start throwing chairs and saying, oh, you don't think I'm playing? Okay, cool. And actually, Kareem and, and Will Chamberlain did me the same way. The same, you know, same stuff I, I be doing to Dwight and Joel Embiid when I be criticized. Let's say things Kareem did to me. I read an article one time. I was putting up big numbers when I first got that. Like Kareem said, yeah, he's he's okay, but he ain't winning championships. So instead of meeting Kareem in the back and you know, I'm gonna, you hating and I said, okay, I'm gonna show you. Yeah. I'm gonna show you. Like one time we was playing the Clippers and he was on on, on the on the bench helping the Clippers out. He wouldn't look at me. Every time we came down, he looked, and that's the birthday game I hit 61. 
Instead of all the rah, 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 I'm going to just show you. That's it. How much pressure for a person that's considered an all-time great, like before you won a ring, you know, people looked at you as such a great player. I'm thinking of Kevin Durant and him going to Golden State. How much pressure is there, a player of your stature, to get a ring? A lot of pressure because, you know, especially, you know, the, the first couple of years you're like, I'm, I'll make it, I'll make it. But once it start getting the eight, it's nine, and ten, and you're not making it, not, not, now you start saying to yourself, I'm going to be on that list. So it's a great list to be on, but I don't, I don't want to be on that side. The I, one I mean, where great yeah, players yeah, didn't I don't, don't want to, I mean, you know, no disrespect to Barkley, Malone, and Stockton. I love those guys. They're great players, but I don't want to be on that side. I want to be Magic, Mike, you know, Kareem. That's the side I want to be on. And, you know, when you're putting up big numbers and you're doing things, and, and, and then for me, when you have that one difficulty, I don't want them to say, well, if he'd have hit his free throws, he would have, he would have won at least one championship. So that's why, like, after we lost in Orlando, I said to myself, if I ever get back to, to the finals again, my number's going to be so high. If I'm making free throws or not, we're still going to win, and we're going to win big. So but that's why we were able to win that three in a row. But it's a lot of pressure. So, you know, it's a lot of pressure because for me, when, when I came in, they put me on the top 50. At 24, right, right away. Yeah. they put me on the top 50 right away. A lot of guys were mad, rightfully so. I understand because you know it was a couple guys who should have probably been on that. But then I said to myself, now I gotta really win. I got to really win now. The powers of be put me here. I gotta make them look good. I don't want people saying, well, I don't know why you put Shaq on that list. You know, he never won. You were when Kevin Durant went to Golden State. You were critical. You know, well that I don't know how you feel about it. Well, how do you feel about it now? And if you still, I'm, yeah. I'm critical, but I understood. We, the, the business that we in, we put so much pressure on these kids to win. And I think sometimes they want to take the easy way out. Uh, you know, when I was coming up, watching guys compete, 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 fail, fail, compete, compete. That's how I figured out how to do it. Yeah. Okay, instead of, instead of every, every year when we lost to Utah in the first rounds, I'm not going to say, hey, Jerry Buss, I need you to trade me to Utah so I can play with Colin John. I want to beat you because that's what Isaiah did to Magic. That's what Isaiah did to Mike. That's what Mike did to Magic and all that stuff. So I think now with the guys being buddy-buddy and guys creating super teams, like if general managers create a super team, that's one thing. But if guys are emailing back and forth and Snapchatting back and forth, hey, my deal is up, my deal, let's create a super team. I don't, I don't really, you know. So it takes. Really like if that. he wins titles there, will it taint, taint it at least a little bit? I say yes, but who am I? Yeah. Who am I? I would like to see those guys beat those guys, not join them. Mm. But no, you know, I always hear people say this generation. I have no idea what this means. And then I always go back and I look and I was like, I wonder if Mike said that about me, about us, like how we we came in. So I did things a little unorthodox. So I, I, I try not to be too critical to this generation because I, I wonder how they thought about my generation. Mm-hmm. This generation we're talking about, there's a lot of, you see the athletes more active in ter- talking about social issues. And during your era, you didn't see as much of that. Why do you think it is going on now versus the 90s? I think guys are really active now because they have a voice. A lot of these guys don't really have a voice unless you're, you know, a prime time player. So I think a lot of these guys have 
have a voice now, and, 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 and it's good. But my caution to them is don't do it because you're trying to get your followers up. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not really with the cause and you're not going to dedicate yourself a thousand percent, don't do it. Like, when you talk about Jim Brown and Bill Russell and those guys, they dedicated themselves a thousand percent. We didn't have Twitter back then and your followers and all that. They dedicated themselves a thousand percent. So if you're not going to dedicate yourself a thousand percent, and if you're not going to do it when the cameras are off, don't do it. You know, I see a lot of guys, I think, in my opinion, that whenever something happens for them to get their shine on, then all of a sudden they show up. Guys you've never really seen do anything before, now all of a sudden they show up. I, sometimes I question it, but I don't know if it's you know the, the right question to ask. But my advice to them, if you're going to do it, make sure you do it all the time, every time. We, we talked uh, earlier about, uh, do you think a lot of people understand how much education you actually have? No, and it doesn't matter. But that's, that's impressive, though. Do you, do you think it should be an example? You have your bachelor's degree. You have your master's I, I think it should. And I think it should. And I think if everybody reads the stories that I read, it should scare them. As a youngster, my father, every time an athlete got in trouble, I would get in trouble. When Lynn Bias passed away, my father came in the house. His eyes were red. And I thought I stole something. And he just, his basically, if you ever do that, I will kill you. You don't have time to pass. So... Like a lot of horror stories made me, made me wanna, made me wanna better myself as a person. Uh, first time I met Magic, you know, Magic used to do those midnight summer, summer dream things. So I was going against Alonzo. Alonzo once I had 50 in LA partying. He pulls me to the side and said, "Hey man, you're gonna be a big star, but you wanna start owning things." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, whatever you say, Magic." At 18, I don't know what you're talking about. But then, as I moved to LA and watched him progress. And then I would always see the stat, 60%, 70% of athletes when they're done playing have nothing. I said, you know what, I don't want to be like that. And I have six children. So me being educated is more for them than it is for anybody else. Because, you know, I tell them all the time that this, this shack life that we live in, it ain't real life. You see that building right there? The guy that owns that building, the guy that owns this plaza, that's real life. That's where you want to get to, not not to what I'm doing, because what I'm doing is like a lot of people can't do what I do. Like you know, people ask me about my son Sharif, and they said, "Well, said he's a fabulous player, but it doesn't matter to me if he plays well or not. What matters to me is that he goes to school, he gets education. So when I'm done, I can say, here you go. I left this for you. Do what you do. Love you. I'm gonna be in the old folks' home." Riding horses, playing cricket, and playing spades, and all that. Come see me when you want to come see me. But I'm working my butt off for you, your brothers and sisters. You're educated now. You got your bachelor's, masters. Do what you do. Love you. So that's my only concern, you know, with uh, you know my children. You um, have done probably almost everything you could do. I've been in your house. You, you're a hunter, but you said it's, <laughs> <laughs> you got you got deer all over the. <laughs> you doing, man? <laughs> Snitches get stitches. <laughs> is there um, is there anything left on your bucket list? I want to do something, but this lady scared me. So, in Orlando, they got this skydiving thing where you go in there. So I went in there and I'm practicing. So the guy said, "Man, you should skydive." So I go out there. Guy has a whole bunch of land, and I'm looking at the thing and. I said, the weight limit, like 350. I was like, 
Like, I'm a little more than 350. So the guys are, oh, my mom, she can sew two together. And I said to myself, just my luck, mom, don't feel like sewing that night. That's the only thing I want to do. I actually, I actually tried, I actually tried scuba diving. Really? And I was terrified because, you know, when, you, when you're down there, you're cool. So I'm down so far, I'm messing around. And then when I look up, I don't see nothing. I start panicking. I was going, the guy was like, you can't go up that thing. I was like, <laughs> so skydiving would probably be the, the last thing that I would want to do. Wow, you think you will do it? No, never. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I won't do it, but I, but I want to do it. You want to. All right, man. I Thank you. All right. Thanks All right. a lot. Good luck brother. with your show, too. Thank All right, you. Appreciate Always it. good to see you.